Hello, and welcome to the Thrive Yoga and Wellness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I am so excited to share today's episode. We will be diving into a little bit more of the philosophy, maybe even a bit of history, and tiptoeing perhaps into some mythology surrounding a yoga practice here in the West. Now, we are not experts by any shape of the imagination. We are yoga enthusiasts sharing the information that we have learned along our journey, and we hope that you find it entertaining and maybe even a little educational. Thank you so much for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Baga Wednesday. Hello. I'm Merit Malik Plum with the Energy Center and Thrive Yoga and Wellness. And I'm a very holiday spirity Christmassy elf today, Jennifer Dixon with Thrive Yoga and Wellness. We are almost finished with our last 90 days challenge. Mm-hmm. We've only got one more week after this and I'm super pumped about what we've got in store for you guys next week. It's, it's really cool. Merit's been, she's got some magic tricks up her sleeves about how how we can incorporate all of these things we've learned over the last 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. It will be 12 weeks next week and into our personal practice. And so definitely be sure to subscribe to this channel, like it, of course, and then come back next Wednesday for Wamabaga Wednesday. But and what is next week? I thought either was the last thing. Yeah, but we have one more extra week. Remember you talked about it. We're going to just bring it all together. Yeah. 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 Yes. So next week we kind of summarize it all. And then this week, we are talking about our last element, which is technically the first element right. of the five elements. Well, depending on what discipline you're looking at. Oh. Some some ancient texts show it as the first because nothing else could exist without it because mm-hmm. it's creation. Mm-hmm. And then in Ayurvedics, they, it's the, the last. So it's different. Interesting. So today we're talking about ether, sometimes spelled with an A, like aether. Mm -hmm. And it's not the stuff that if you guys have seen in movies back in the earlier part of the 19th century that they would put over your your nose to to make you go to sleep. That is not it. It's actually a deeper, there's deeper meanings to it. And people have been studying ether, uh, sometimes known as space, based for thousands of years. Aristotle talked about it. Einstein talks about it. Some of the uh, in the Tao, the yep, the Tao Te Ching. Yep, it's it's in all of the ancient major philosophies, and it's it's been studied and included in physics and our sciences as well. So it's a really cool element, otherwise known as ether. Yes, yes, it's the element of divine science. Ooh. It's the Greeks believed it was the breath of the gods that we we breathe air. But the gods breathe ether and space. Which is a really neat thought. And, and, it, and it's what all of creation comes from. It's what we're created with. Yeah. The ether. From the biblical standpoint in Genesis, it talks about in the beginning, there was, there was nothing. There was a void. And God created from that void the heavens and the earth. So if you think about it. From, and breathed life into. He, he breathed life into us. And so that's a, that was a deep thought when I was studying the ether this week. It talked about, you know, we've got inside of our body. I, I, I watched one video on YouTube by Sadhguru. And if I remember, I'll try to link it in here. And he's like, inside your body, you know, you've got solids. Like if you have to go, if you need to go number two, if you're constipated, you've got solids, you've got liquids, you've got gas, the air. And um, 
fire is that heat, but you wouldn't have life if the air was sucked out of you. And that's that space between it all is the ether, according to Sadhguru, which I was like, whoa! Well, and it also goes back to that whole creation thing. Mm -hmm. You know, God breathed the air into us. That was ether that created us. Oh, yeah. So that kind of goes back into that. And all the spiritual texts, any spiritual text you read, read, urges us inward to silence, to get in alignment with that place of ether, which goes beyond the time-space continuum. So it's not limited to our bodies or the labels or identities that we've given ourselves on this earth walk. It's what we were before all that came to be the eternal part of us. Something that is really cool about the ether element and tying it back somewhat into meditation, since that's what you teach tonight at 745, and our yoga practice is we get to experience a little bit of that ether when we calm down all of the waves in our mind. So in yoga, that's called the, the uh, vrittis, right? Mm-hmm. All of those thoughts. Every time that you are not at peace, when the squirrels are going like crazy, it's disrupting the ocean of our mind. And so when you get into the meditative state, like with the, the lead meditation class or with a really great, Uh, asana practice where your body is moving and there's nothing else going on inside your brain that's like a glimpse of that ether Mm -hmm. because the the mind is finally calm and it's so beautiful in that space well and meditating on that space too and just like letting that space and that ether element fill you can take you to a very magical and spiritual place that's how the mystics do it huh it's And, and that's also how when, you, when I say I'm sending energy, um, I'm going to do medicine on you, but you're not here, that's how the medicine goes. It goes through the ether element to you, into which, again, transcends time and space. Interesting. Because there's more than, you know, in geometry, we talk about a triangle has 180 degrees, right? Because we think about it as plane. It's like two dimensionals, right? But if you made a really big triangle, like a couple of miles long on one edge, you would notice that there's more than 180 degrees and that's because of the curvature of the earth. So there's the whole point of that is there's deeper dimensions. There's more than the two, the three. We have the, and time kind of transcends even the, the three dimensions that we live in time, whereas a, we are held what in, we are held in the confines of time, but even through that and past that, I imagine is where the ether is. Mm-hmm. It's, it transcends yes, even that. Absolutely right. Aristotle also discovered that ether was circular. It's what what moves the yeah. planets oh, and yeah. the earth, or the planets and the the. He hypothesized before planets you know and the stars. Yep, he hypothesized even before Columbus proved that the Earth was round yeah. or whatever. He hypothesized that all the planets moved in circular directions yeah. in 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 orbits basically, and this is like hundreds of years before we had the science to actually back it up. And I think that's well, really cool. Well, but in the 1900s, science disproved ether. Science doesn't really believe in ether. Mm. The science, the the Western science. The, I saw something about how they, they did the, the light traveled without it. But then it's still, Einstein still believed in it yes. with that theory of relativity. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to come up with the science to back it, I guess. Right. And you can't find, and these are the kind of things you can't find in science because it goes beyond that. It, it won't fit in a box. Yeah. 
or you know we don't want to like we don't like looking at it you know that's the the whole theory of entropy every branch of science believes that we are we are slowly unraveling except for biology because biology wants to keep us in a square square box like you said so that's a slippery slope probably for another episode yes <laughs> let's go and do a slippery slope today. yeah i'll try to keep it in the straight and narrow <laughs> so ether is that space between the elements right yes. so it, it is it's the center of all and that's why in meditation we're trying to get to the center ah. because then then the circular motion can move everything else in alignment I, I read that in Ayurveda the sense organ for ether is your ears, ears. Mm -hmm. because from the creation was, uh, was the sound mm -hmm. and that's even kind of biblical God said and it became and then the Action organ is the the tongue, the mouth talking. And I also saw that the chakra is the throat chakra. Ah, here in your piece. Yeah, interesting. And it was also interesting when I was looking at the seasons and how to strengthen the ether element. Some sources said it was winter. The mm -hmm. season was winter. Other sources said that it's and this resonates with me the most. Is you will understand why is that it's not associated with any it's a cold or hot winter, fall, spring, summer. It can't contain, ether can't contain that because it doesn't fit into any boxes. Interesting, interesting. And I like that. And foods are like the bitters, again, the bitters, um, turmeric and things that are bitter. So the the thing that resonated with me and with having winter being the ether season was one is because winter's freaking cold and ether is is not associated with heat right it facilitates the the fire but without the the fire there's no heat so that made sense to me especially because I'm freezing all the time now that it's winter mm -hmm. but it's also like outside there is this space between life the trees aren't dead right. But they're also not full of the life that we know of. Right. It's getting in that, in that gap where the renewal has, you know, because like without the gap in between the notes, we wouldn't have a song. Mm. We just have one consistent. Mm -hmm. So that space in between things is where the medicine lies, where the, where the yoga, yogi lies, where the magic is oh I love that yeah. I love that that space between that calmness between the things yeah and when I was first teaching meditation I used to say um, you know get in the gap you need to get in the gap that's when you'll figure it out because we're, we just get so like obsessed and trying to figure things out and we're looking at this and looking at that and processing it with all our friends and that's good because we need all those things to discern but in order to really get there, we have to get in the gap. I that love that. That space in between. I love the idea of that too because that space in between is where there's no action. You know, where you're just in the, the you're just being. Mm -hmm. Because in every other time of the day, you know, before this video started, we were running around. After this video ends, we were doing something. But right now we're here in a, in a, in an ether standpoint, that gap where you're just sitting there and being is the closest to that peace. Yeah. Let's just stay here. Yeah. I like it here. It's nice. <laughs> it's very, very nice. The There was something else I was going to talk about with ether. 
What's your next note? Well, I wrote down some yoga poses. Oh, yeah. And so if you're feeling really, so like with Ayurveda, with, when you talked about yoga, um, when you're feeling really like you can't ground yourself in Ayurveda, like your ether is too strong in your, if you have vata in your, oh, yeah. your vata is mostly made up of ether, right? And, um, and so if you're like floating around too much, what Ayurveda says to do is to eat the heavy foods. Like, oh, eat the okay. denser things to kind of bring you back down. Right. But ether's not really necessarily about being grounded, as I understand it. It's more about being neither grounded or spacey. It's yes. about being within, and you're connected to your eternal, I call it, isness. I like that. And the, the isness is the ether, and so we're not, we go beyond time-space, too. We're eternal, vast, mighty beings. And if we stay too grounded, we're not going to touch ether. If we're too spaced out, we're not going to touch ether. We have to be in the middle. I would agree with it's that. It's that center we were talking about. Yeah, that finding that, that space in the middle of it. No, I would agree with that. I think more with the, the diet ideas is more just because we all know those people that feel like you've got to hold them down with the kite, the vadas that yes. have a lot of the air in them. Yes. So the thing that I read was like if, it's, if the vada is too, too ether, too much ether inside the vada, ground them down with heavy foods and I was like but that also goes back to the season of winter being ether season because from the way back when when did we stock up on all the food in the fall at the end of harvest oh yeah to create the that's true the 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 storage that we need so that to we survive. can get down into that winter reflection and you know that silence I think winter is a beautiful time for silence because you know the trees are bare they're silent. They're not. There's not leaves blowing in the wind. But we can also use the fall as definitely as a segue into aligning with the with the ether element. However, I still believe that the ether element really doesn't have a because it's between it all. It's above it all. Now for Ayurvedics, that is the yeah. way they teach. Yeah. Um, and you know, all these spiritual texts teach things a little differently. But it all comes back to that same, to be in alignment with ether, be still, be silent, reconnect to that original nature that was you before you came up with all these labels, before you learned separation, oh, yeah. before our parents taught us, believe this, don't believe that, this is pretty, this is ugly, that's blue, this is gray, you know, beyond all of those labels. Yeah. And coming back into just the pure consciousness. No, I think that's beautiful. That's where ether is. No, I agree. I think that's that's beautiful. So you were going to talk about some yoga poses for ether. Yes. So the ether yoga, and I noticed other than one, all of the poses had the head up. The head was looking up. I thought that was interesting, except for the corpse pose. Oh, and except for the shoulder stand. Well, even in shoulder stand, your head is, your eyes are looking up. Yeah. In corpse pose, your your eyes are still looking up. So, there's still is that cor correlation. Right. So, she's got... So, lion pose, star pose, camel pose. Fish pose. Fish pose, shoulder stand, legs up the wall. <laughs> Everybody's favorite at Thrive Yoga and Wellness yes. is legs up the wall. And the corpse pose. <laughs> Those are just a few. There's yeah. more, but... Those were just a few that I kind of recognize. And I love the star pose because you're literally standing like a star. And that I can see where that would really align you with with 
the ether element, especially if you were doing it alone and you were really in a divine place, a sacred space. You can see how that would be powerful. That's interesting because in Ashtanga, the standing series, about midway through, you go into what's called separate leg stretching, prasarita padatanasana. And the I way. I love how you can say all those words. I'm a yoga teacher. I have, I'm supposed to talk um, some words in Sanskrit. You get me like into chanting and then I start sounding like silly. But um, the way you get into it is you're in samasthiti, you're in attention basically at the top of your mat. <clears throat> and then you take a big step. You take a big step to the back with your right hand, your right foot rather, and you're making basically the star pose. Mm. And it feels beautiful because at that point you've already done your, uh, you've done some uh, sun salutations and things of that nature. So you take up all of this space, you in, embody, I guess, the ether, and then you forward fold. And I always love that transition because I'm oh, taking up space, and then I'm coming, bringing it. I'm like bringing it back in, and it feels amazing. Sounds I don't amazing. Know. I don't know if that's like truly dealing with ether, but when you brought the star pose, that's what I thought because I did that in my practice today. I guarantee you, it does at hmm. the root of it. If you studied it. You know, down to the root of it. I believe it. I would totally believe it because it just feels so good. You're expanding and then you're grounding down. And that is one of my favorite transitions in the sequence. Yeah. But in well, and in, and in Tai Chi, there's one that sinks the Chi and you bring it up and then come down. And that always felt very sacred to me too in alignment with ether. So like the sun salutation when you're going Kind of like yeah. it, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We've been trying to, we've been playing with the idea of bringing Tai Chi into the studio. Did you know I that? I love Tai Chi. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've, I've emailed, there's a, a place in Chattanooga that offers it at different places in um, in the area. And I've emailed them. I've only emailed them once. Not my typical gre greasy or squeaky wheel style. There's been a lot of stuff going on. But I have emailed them to see if they'd be interested in coming and teaching a class with us. Because I feel like there would be some compliments between the two practices. Yes, there is. There really is. Uh, Tachi and Qigong are, are two of my favorite types of exercise because, of course, yoga, but I just have done those so much longer. And it's real easy for me to just break into a Tachi exercise because I've done it for so long. Interesting. I have a funny, unrelated to Ether Tai Chi story. Would you like to hear it? Mm -hmm. So many, many moons ago, my mother used to make my father go to the Y while she swam laps. My dad's not a exercise person. He's not at all. He's always joked and said, if you saw him running, look behind him. There's somebody chasing him. He doesn't like to exercise. In his defense, he's always done construction, so he's always been a very active guy. So my dad would go, he's got um, three herniated discs in his low back, and he's had surgery to get him fixed, so he's always in pain. So while mama was swimming laps, my dad would go to the therapy pool and do stretches. He called them his stretches. And my dad kind of looks like Kramer. I love my dad, but like you can imagine me with short hair, kind of a very intense looking dude. And he was in the, the therapy pool doing his stretching. And um, I knew that they'd been doing this. They've been doing this for months. And uh, one day at work, this is many years ago, oh my gosh, close to 20 years ago, uh, a person that didn't know my dad, didn't know that I had any sort of relation, he was talking about how 
the the night before at the Y, he had like six kids. His kids were in the therapy pool and they were being wild and crazy. And he felt so bad because they kept splashing this man doing Tai Chi in the pool. And I was like, that caught my ear because they were at the Y in the therapy pool because that's where the kids go. And then there's this, this man doing Tai Chi. And I was like, wait a second, wait a second. What'd that man look like? And he described my father. And I was like, oh man, that's my dad. Don't worry about it. So apparently everybody at the Y in the early 2000s thought my dad was a Tai Chi artist or master because he would go to the pool to do his stretching. Totally random, not anything to do with ether. I am really good about taking us on squirrel trips. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so as we look at bringing this divine awareness into our yoga practices and into our lives, what can we look forward to at Thrive Yoga and Wellness in the new year? Maybe Tai Chi. Maybe some Tai Chi. We also have coming up, it'll probably not start, I was hoping to start it in January, but because I'm trying to go train with Manju in February, it'll probably start the middle of February. We're going to do an eight-week self-defense course as well. It, it's very near and dear to my heart. It, our studio is mostly females. And let's be honest, we're all distracted. We've got this phone and we're looking down and I'm, I'm every bit as much to blame. And I've never been taught any self-defense. And so we're gonna offer the very first self-defense class. It'll be eight, eight weeks long and it's included in, uh, it's like a regular class pass. So your gold members, you don't have to pay anything else. You, if, you, if you have a class pass, that class will do it. Otherwise you can just pay by the drop-in. Um, if you don't have a membership and you want to pay for all eight up front, I've got to figure out a packaging for that. But um, that is, I'm hoping to help empower us as a community to know what's going on around us yes. and then feel like we have a voice and a say in what happens to us if something negative were to happen. Because I don't know if I would know how to respond. Right. So is it going to be, you have to come to all eight weeks or is it going to be... They each week will build on each okay. other, but you don't. If you miss a week, they're not going to say no. You can't come. It's to me. It's more important that you're getting the skills, and we'll have um, the the leader will be Larry. He was with us at the open house on Black Friday. Judson, my husband, and then I'm hoping to get a third body in. He hasn't completely said yes, but we'll have three men, all varying sizes, to pra to practice. So. It's a good, uh, a good opportunity to learn how to throw punches, to learn how to throw your weight around, and you get to do it with three dudes that are willing, willing participants. Definitely not something that will connect us to ether. However, <laughs> very, very important for keeping yeah. yourself safe and also, you know, sharing that knowledge with other people. Yeah, and it's to me, it's important <laughs> just so that. With it being darker now, and yeah. I, it's just been on my heart a lot to to keep us safe at the, the studio and to create an environment and a space where we can learn how to be safe. So we're already learning how to move our bodies and to get a deeper relationship with the body, with the, the self, with the space between the spaces, that ether. And so that's a fantastic practice, but it's also important to know how to, to, to do a defense, self-defense. But that, that brings me to something that I was wanting to talk about. In one of the pictures of Shiva, who's a deity, um, he's, he's seen seated, and his eyes are neither open, but they're also not closed. They're kind of just like partially there. And I loved the symbolism as I read about it, and it was explained as humans were supposed to be present. 
here. We're supposed to know what's going on here. You know, we're not monks living, you know, on right. the side of a cliff. We, we're, we're householders. But, so our eyes can't be closed, only looking internally at that, and for yoga, it's self-realization, and only looking at that calm space. So we can't have our eyes all the way closed, but we can't also have our eyes all the way open, so where we're all in the world, not paying attention at all to the space. And I thought that the image of the half-closed eyes was a perfect embodiment of being in that space. Being in that space. You're here, and but you're read, also aware. I've read some things about that, the eyes, because that's how you're supposed to be in meditation. The eyes are supposed to be like Shiva's eyes. Half, not all the way open, but not all the way closed. You're aware, but you're you're not all into the, the, the earth right now, but you're also not in the ether either. Also, uh, on another random note, another... Squirrel! Yeah is the quintessence is is the western word for ether oh yeah because it means perfection oh that's deep yeah that's deep it is from whence all things were were from it's perfect right. and everything else everything else came from it yeah and so as we you know close out the year close out our 90 day challenge of course we'll have new challenges for the new year that will you know it's all about trying to find that place of perfection through our practice but also connecting to that perfect because we are perfect we were created in the image and ether really connects us to you know we're all perfect even if we have three toes we don't get labeled you know with all these things until we're here yep we don't come here with that yep. It's, it's very true, and it's like my daughter, who's four, is in the last several months only now becoming aware of the differences, you know, and she'll say, what, what's wrong with that lady? We ran across somebody with Parkinson's. It was different than what she had seen, and I said, there's nothing wrong with that lady. She just it has a sickness. She, there's nothing wrong. So it just goes to show how, as children, we don't know any of that. Right. We don't know the colors. We don't know any of these differences, and it's... As we grow up, we learn about them, and we we create those categories. Well, and, and, and we it. create separation. Yeah. But you know, with our kids, sadly, we kind of have to, mm -hmm. because not everyone is safe. It's yeah. not okay just to go with anybody. Yeah. But deep down below all of that, if we can remind them that there is a place where there is no separation, even yeah. though on the Earth Walk we do have to. We do have to keep ourselves separate from things that aren't safe for us. There's something way down beneath that, and that's where ether lies. I, I agree. And I'm so, thank you for teaching them that way. That's beautiful. Aww. I love that. Aww. I love your kids. They're, they're good little kids. I'll keep them around. So don't forget, we're going to be back here next week. We're going to kind of summarize all of the different, we talked about the seven chakras and then the five elements over the last Oh, I guess it's not been 90 days, so 80 days or so. And then next Wednesday, we're going to cap it all off. And then after the new year, Merritt and I have something super pumped, super exciting to announce. We kind of teased it out a little bit last week. We're going to officially have a, a new, is it going to be called, we haven't even named it. It's not going to well, be called we, a challenge. We really need to get some ideas from you all. Yeah, yeah, about, let us know. We want to name this series of the podcast and then Jennifer's going to do other podcasts too that will also have a name so if you could like 
let us know how you would describe our talks to others. I think that will help us to come up with a name that really embodies what we're trying to do, which is enrich, aid in wellness, energy medicine, yoga. Demystify. Demystify. Educate. And that's a lot of what we're going to be looking at in the new year is the philosophies of all these things. I'm very excited. So we can't reveal anymore that you have to leave a comment. What do you know? What do you, what do you think about our conversations? What do you think that, what are some good names or good words that you could use to summarize what we're doing? Yes. And then how would you describe it to a friend? If yeah. you're trying to get a friend to watch, how yeah. would you describe it? Or listen. It? And then she kind of alluded a little bit. I have been slowly in behind the scenes, um, working on converting like these conversations from video to MP3, some of the other videos that we have on YouTube, and I am building up a library. The Thrive Yoga and Wellness uh, Online will have a podcast. It will hopefully be launching in January. Hopefully January 1. I'm not sure if I've got enough content lined up for it. So we'll be launching on Anchor, which is a uh, self self-publishing is supposed to be the easiest way to publish a, a podcast so you'll get to have all of the conversations that we've had up to, up to now and then we will put the conversations that we have every week here going on onto the the podcast so you'll be able to stream it from your car when you're working out you'll get to listen to us and the best thing about it is is because we are small we're small we're such a tight-knit community you can have direct say in what it is that we're talking yes, about. Yes. So let us know if there's something that you're curious about. Let us know if there's something you'd like our opinions on. And if there's a topic that you would like to sit and talk with Jennifer oh, yeah. about like I do, it's so much fun, then you know, let us know because we're looking for that. Yep. We would love to have other visitors. We were so thankful when Jennifer came and visited us for the water element, and hopefully we can get her to come back. She will be teaching us in January a lot about yes. Ayurveda, so I'm hoping to have her back. And I also am trying to get Jess, our acupuncturist, to bring in some of the, the Chinese medicine part of these conversations in, so Jess will be joining us soon. And I'm even trying to get David. Oh, yes. Merritt's husband to come and talk because he loves the... He doesn't know yet. Don't tell him. Oops. <laughs> Don't tell him. Oops. You know he's going to watch this. <laughs> Love you, David. I may have put you on the spot. Merritt calls me the spiritual gangster bully, right? Is that the right well, word? but I know... <laughs> Let's change that bully language. That was... <laughs> I like to encourage folks to do things, and so it's okay. I'm okay with it. This never would have been possible. Merritt never wanted to be in front of the camera. Jennifer definitely helped me break out of my comfort and zone. And doesn't on she this. do a great but job? But she also just wouldn't leave me alone about it. Like, I mean, I tried my best to hide and be like, no, I do my videos a different way. <laughs> she wouldn't have any part of it. So here I am. So that's the spiritual gangster bully part. And um, it's been good. I think you've been I think you've been awesome. I could never have done this Thank alone. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun learning all of these things, and I hope you have enjoyed learning them as well. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let us know what you think we should call these conversations. Yes. Let us know if there's something you want to talk about and you want to hear, and then don't forget, hopefully in January, you'll be able to listen to us on all the major podcast networks, Apple, all those other ones like Lipson, all those things. That will be coming soon in January, I hope. Fingers crossed. And so, until then, you guys, it is almost Christmas. Christmas will be... We are winding down the year. We are. We are. Is it Christmas next Wednesday or is it next Thursday? It's next... Uh, 
It is next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. So we will probably go ahead and have the podcast or this video. We'll probably go ahead and, and uh, release it on Wednesday. Merritt won't have her meditation that night because it is Christmas night. But we'll be back rip roaring to go the first week. Nope, on January 1st, we are also closed. So it'll be two weeks more before we have meditation. And she'll just kind of combine probably everything we talk about, wouldn't you think? Yes. So so join us on Wednesdays for Wamabaga Wednesdays when we look at the other side of the yoga practice, our physical and meditative, all the different sides of it. And let us know what you think. Say Thank you so much for watching. It's been a blast. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope you learned something. And... I guess. Namaste. You'll go in peace. Namaste.